I Am South African was born to tell South Africa stories of everyday heroes doing extraordinary things in these really extraordinary times. We've been through exceptional times as a country and in the last 26 years of democracy, we've seen a nation that no matter its challenges, knows how to rise above and help each other, even when the negatives are stacked against us. COVID-19 is no exception and has created yet another crisis as we join the world in fighting this global pandemic. I am here to tell South Africa stories, the stories of heroism, patriotism, finding the saviours among us and spotlighting those who don't wait for permission to make a change for good. Welcome to the Happiness Agenda with me, Yuveka. Every week, I'll be bringing you a story that has warmed my heart and made an impact on South Africa. My guest today might have founded the Lazy Makoti cooking platform, but I can tell you she is anything but a Lazy Makoti. Mokhao Seshweni is a chef. Of course she's a chef. She's an entrepreneur. She's founded this amazing experiential cooking platform where she wants to help South Africans celebrate their cuisine. She hosts these cooking classes. She's also made the Forbes Africa 30 under 30 list. That was back in 2016. Then she became a Mandela Washington Fellow in the same year. I mean, how busy can you get? And you're certainly not a lazy Makoti. Am I right, Mahal? Hi. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Well, I am fabulous because we're going to be talking about food, one of my favorite subjects. So I could think of nobody better than you to talk about this. <laughs> so, you so much lazy. Oh, you're, you're more than welcome. Now, your Lazy Makoti's Guide to the Kitchen has a very interesting story behind it as to how it came up. But I want to get to that. But I want to just tell our listeners that it is the best-selling cookbook in South Africa at the moment. It's on its eighth reprint. So let's give you a hand. Let's give you a hand. Yeah, okay. So the story behind the Lazy Makoti's Guide to the Kitchen. Tell us the yes, backstory. Thank you there. so much. Um, so how the Lazy Makoti actually started, um, I was working in corporate and a friend of mine was actually um, due to get married. So she was going to marry into this traditional family and she really wanted to impress them. So she tried to look for um, a book or a cooking school that could teach her how to make traditional South African food. Um, and she couldn't find any. So she ends up asking me to give her these lessons. Um, so I'm just teaching her what I thought was pretty basic stuff, like how to make pap, how to make chakalaka, how to make all of our favorites, you know, mm. comforting foods. Um, and yeah, literally just snowballed from there. And I remembered that every time we would do the lessons, she would say how she's nervous that her new family is going to call her the lazy Makoti, which means the lazy daughter-in-law, just because she can't yeah. cook. And I thought that, that was funny and um, yeah, and, and I made a name and I guess a business out of it. And that's wow. sort of how the lazy Makoti's guide to the kitchen happened. So I ended up giving these cooking classes and then turning all of those lessons into this cookbook. So is your friend still married? Let's start there. Is she still <laughs> married, happily married? I am happy to report that she is. Okay, fantastic. So you brought happiness to your friend. How many other women 
uh, do you reckon, or men, I suppose, have you brought happiness mm-hmm. to through your cooking classes? Because, I mean, cooking is it can be quite intimidating, even if you're just starting out, even if it's scrambled eggs or boiling an egg or, or whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know, it, it, it can be, it, it really can, can, can get a person down if, if they can't do it. Yeah, and I guess that's the one thing I've always wanted to achieve with both the book and the cooking classes. Just to get people to a place of of comfort, of just knowing that cooking is really, really easy. Um, you just have to relax and put your heart into it. Um, that's why all the ingredients in the book are very easy to find. Proudly South African ingredients that you won't have any trouble finding. Um, so I've been doing this since I'd say 2015 to date. Um, right now with the lockdown, we obviously can't um, do the physical classes, but we mm. are still cooking online. I mean, just an hour ago, I was on Instagram live and people, about 200 people tuned in and we were all cooking together. Wow, that's amazing. And this is the kind of thing, yes, you, you're right. You don't actually need to be in the in the same room with the with anybody at all. So take us back to, take us way back to, to Little Mohau. And, you know, is that where your interest in food? Was it your mom? Was it your grandmom? Was it perhaps your dad? I don't know. Who was it that, that got you salivating and cooking and experimenting? My mom is just the greatest cook and baker ever um i know everybody says this about their mom but i honestly believe that my my mom really cooks well so that's sort of where i got the passion for cooking my grandma as well really loved cooking um so it was how we bonded we i spent so much time in the kitchen with my mother with my grandma with my sister um and that's really where the love and passion for cooking Mm. came from and that's so true mohal i mean you know I have a little daughter and I think our best times in the kitchen, no matter how bad a day or a week we've had, even if we just decide we're going to do butter biscuits or we're just going to, I don't know, fry samosas together or whatever the story is, it just creates something in that moment that says, okay, you know what, things are not so bad. And it's even better when you start to eat what you've cooked. Yes, because the thing about food is it almost touches all of our senses from the smell to taste to just all of our senses to sight um and also spending that time together i mean i think when you're cooking you get to sort of zone out and really concentrate on what it is that you're doing and forget everything else and it's uh it's really about creating something isn't it it's about taking Mm. all these little different things putting them all together and creating something you know just just superb and, and tasty i mean even if it isn't a gourmet meal just the fact that you've created this, and especially if you've done it with someone else, mm-hmm. it, isn't it just the most amazing thing? And I, mean, I can only imagine what this is like for you, having created an entire book. <laughs> it is it is an incredible thing. And, you know, I mean, we say it's not a gourmet meal, but if you think about, um, you know, a butter chicken curry, a butter chicken mm-hmm. curry is good, but your mom's butter chicken curry just takes it to the next level. You know, your aunt's butter chicken curry just takes it to the next level. So I feel like food is not just about the taste or how it looks. It's also about the love that's in that dish, the memories that come with that Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I don't know if you feel the same way. I, I, I just feel that you can actually taste when there is love in a dish. You can taste when it's been made with so much passion and you can taste when it's otherwise. A hundred percent, totally. Uh, you can 
it tastes the mood of the person that was making this dish. So what makes you happy? I mean, you deal with food, you help other people be happy, you help prepare them for whatever the next journey, their food journey is going to be. What makes you happy? I mean, if you're anything like like my mom or my mother-in-law, you'll be happiest when people are going for seconds and thirds uh, of a meal that you've cooked, right? Oh, definitely, definitely. I especially don't like it when people season the food before they even taste it. Ah, um, yes. Or like drown it in ketchup and mayo. Please don't do that. Uh, Should I no. Or hot sauce. What about are you okay with hot sauce? Or chili? I would love for you to taste the food first. Ah. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then, of course, um, it's always such a great compliment for people to go for seconds or thirds. Yeah. So you deal with so many people, Mokhao, on on different levels. And look, you could be somebody who's 18, 19, just wanting to learn how to cook. Then you could be an 80-year-old person who never knew how to cook and wants to start doing this now. I mean, what what do you tell them to, to just take away the intimidation of of being in a kitchen and all of these things and putting something together for other people to taste? Um, I always tell them that um, it's just everything that we said about how people can taste, you know, the mood of the person that was cooking. You know when, you know, love was put into this dish. So that's ultimately what people want. And if we all like think about our favorite meals, they're actually not gourmet meals, very complicated, very complex. They're very simple dishes that remind you of everything that makes you happy that reminds you of your family, of like your childhood, very nostalgic. So at the end of the day, that's what food is about. Food invokes just so much emotion. So mm, yeah. always encourage everyone that a recipe, particularly when we're cooking, is but a guideline. Make the recipe yes, your own. You know, exactly. it's okay to substitute um, certain ingredients if you don't like them or you don't have them. Um, it's okay to add certain ingredients if you want to just after learning the basic recipe make it your own i mean that's fantastic that's exactly what it is i mean you get to that point and especially with with indian cooking when we do it we you're not even measuring anything you're using your hands you're using a pinch of everything and you know uh, just a handful of this and you actually know just by looking at something what actually <laughs> needs to go in there don't you yes you do i mean it was so hard some of the recipes that are in the book because they are traditional recipes to just get those measurements right um because a lot of times you know our mothers our grandmothers didn't actually measure and then they taught you how to make them and you didn't measure either so are there any particular ingredients uh, mohao that actually bring happiness i mean you know, we talk of aphrodisiac foods. We talk of things mm. that, that 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 can possibly lift your mood. Give us some advice on like what are some of the things? Some some people find cinnamon comforting. What does does what what are the ingredients that can invoke a certain mood, especially happiness? Other than food in general, just making you happy. I'm one of those people who makes <laughs> me very happy. I think um, one of the ingredients that I found is so familiar to everyone no matter who you are no matter what your background your race um it's actually curry so just mm -hmm, the smell mm -hmm. of curry even before you know what's being made 
just that smell you just feel like whatever is being made must be delicious the the caramelization of onions with that curry with some ginger and garlic just that smell alone communicates that love is happening here yeah putting together a whole lot of things and what's the feedback you actually get from from the people that uh, that you you teach or who you give classes to what makes them happy how do they feel when they've created something oh it's actually so heartwarming um particularly with you know the cookbook a lot of people are saying that this is the first cookbook that they've ever bought like ever and you know it just makes me like reflect on how hard it was to um to get the book published um because the feedback i was getting from a lot of publishers was that you know the kind of cookbook that i'm trying to put together it's not going to sell you know it's not going to mm. do well um because it's got like such traditional south african recipes why don't you include you know some italian pastas and whatever else and i'm so glad that you know i stuck to my guns and we made a book that people actually feel a lot of south africans actually feel speaks to them you know in a way that Absolutely. they no other cookbook ever has when you pick up a book and you feel like this was actually written with me in mind i think that that's such a great thing well it's ingredients that you can get because a lot of cookbooks i mean i yes. look at some of those that come from international shows and i think like where on earth am i going to find this thing i don't even know what it is i don't even know how to pronounce yeah. it so i mean this is stuff that you can get and you can create magic and you showed those guys i mean this book is in its eighth reprint right and it was also selected uh, among the best in the world at the gourmet am i saying that right gourmet world yeah. cookbook awards and that was just last year you won your first cookbook award that's amazing Yes, yes. It was out in uh, Macau, China, and it was just such validation, um, such incredible validation. Yes, I, I wanted to make it a point that all the ingredients in the book um, you can very easily find. I mean, they will probably already be in your pantry or fridge, um, and so that you're able to keep reusing this book. I didn't just want, you know, a pretty coffee table book, but a book that's mm. actually useful and you actually go back to each and every recipe and you keep making it over and over again. So how many makotis have you created out of this book, do you think? <laughs> I think thousands. <laughs> I think thousands. I think South Africa owes me a bunch of cows. A bunch of cows, yes. Well, listen, <laughs> yeah. let's not just say that it's only women who need to be to, to to be checking out these recipes right are they easy enough for the guys to be able to navigate their way through the pantry and the kitchen and note i said pantry right <laughs> you know one of the things i've especially loved about um lockdown it's it's actually taught people that cooking is a skill that everybody needs to have if you're uh, an adult a human person and you are eating you need to know what it is that you you're putting into your body and how it's made um just to not uh, assign gender to the skill that everybody actually mm. should have so it's really exciting to see all the guys come out of their shells and really take a keen interest in knowing how to not only make food but make delicious food so what makes you happy mohao what makes you happy when you see it on a plate on a table in front of you Um anything that my mom makes <laughs> makes me happy. Um 
But right now, I think my favorite thing to eat has been um, jollof rice. Ooh. Yeah. I've heard of that. I've never had it. Is that in your book? Is the recipe in your it, book? The recipe is in my book, definitely. So I went to uh, took a trip to Ghana last year, and um, I learned how to make it well uh, the Ghanaian way because it's a mm. West African dish, and it I just I love it. I can make oh. it. I don't know how many times a week. Okay, well, that's something for the rest of us to try. Now you've got us uh, salivating. It's Friday. <laughs> We've got the weekend to experiment. We can do this. So what's next for for Mokhaw Sashweni? Uh, is there another book on the agenda, on the horizon? Is there is, is there maybe a show? What's, what are you looking forward to? Um, the book might come sooner than I had anticipated. I mean, with lockdown, everyone has cooked back to front of the book and they are demanding another book so i'm putting that together um and then a tv show definitely i'm hoping that it will happen this side of the year yay um, i'm so happy to hear that <laughs> yes thank you thank you so much um so yeah the sky is the limit well you've got that face you've got the face for the cover of a cookbook you've got the <laughs> face for a tv show you've got the energy and i can tell you've got the heart for cooking mochao i i mean what would you do if you couldn't cook anymore i can't imagine oh i don't want to imagine <laughs> so who cooks for you 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 seem like you know you might be that person oh it's mochao she'll cook for us she'll bring something over let's go to mochao's for dinner who cooks for you who do you say comes closest other than your mom because i know you're going to say your mom <laughs> i was going to say my mom um my sister sometimes cooks for me, but yeah, I do I do get that a lot. I will go to a friend's house and then they're like, "Oh no, I didn't I didn't actually cook this. Um I was waiting for you to get here." So, if you want to impress me, please cook for me. I promise I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're just intimidated. I think they just cannot live up to the to the standard of the lazy makoti i really don't think they can well i'm so thrilled uh i'm going to be looking out for that next book do you have a title yet perhaps that we can look forward I to i do not i okay, do not it's right. literally just ideas in the air for now okay well maybe our listeners can come up with a few ideas for you so so we can maybe you know work something out for you and send you a couple of suggestions if they send them to us and uh, and I'll be looking out for you for that for that TV show I absolutely can't wait thank you so much for your time it's amazing we look forward to it certainly not the lazy makoti mohal sishwani thank you for joining us today on the happiness thank agenda thank you so much for having me join us again next friday to find out who's on the happiness agenda till then remember a little kindness goes a long way happy friday friends Thank <laughs> you.